Hello, you're listening to the High Fives Podcast, and today I'm going to be talking about ending relationships due to irreconcilable worldviews. So, I ended a friendship the other day, on the 4th of July actually, uh, which is interesting because ending friendships is sort of a weird thing because they're not really something that most people reevaluate on an ongoing basis. Um, like romantic relationships, yeah, sure, we do that sometimes, but people break up with romantic partners all the time, but most times people just either let platonic friendships just drift away or fade out and generally spare the before and after mark. But there are certain times where it does serve us to end relationships that are actively and consistently causing dissonance and distress. I've heard a lot of people say, don't ruin friendships over politics, blah, blah, blah. But when people say that, the thing that they fail to realize is that there are many things that are categorized as political issues, but they're not political at all. For instance, I can disagree with somebody if they think the tax bracket should be one way or another, or whether or not they think weed should be legal, although that's still kind of grasping at straws in 2020. But sure, fine, fucking okay, I'll agree to disagree on that. But I can't just live and let live matters that involve the validity of human lives. People of color, people in the LGBTQIA plus community, the treatment of women, the treatment of immigrants, people seeking refuge, and every single minority group in this country and around the world. And if you support an administration that causes extreme harm to those communities, then I'm sorry, you're just morally bankrupt and you lack empathy. And that's not about politics, that just means that you're a shitty human being. Now, I recently ended a friendship of over 10 years with somebody who, for a long time, was a consistent staple in my life. Uh, we didn't see each other every day, he was in the army, still is, at a base in North Carolina, so we see each other a couple times a year, but we'd talk on like Facebook Messenger like every single day, like every day. And if you would have asked me five years ago who would be in my wedding if I believed in the institution of marriage, which I still don't, uh, his name would have been on it. Like he'd have been in the fucking wedding party. But the thing is, day after day and year after year, the attrition just corroded our friendship to the point beyond reconciliation. And it didn't just come out of nowhere. It was one I'd been constantly reevaluating and thinking about for a couple of years now. Uh, because it placed a considerable amount of strain on me. I don't think it placed strain on him because none of my worldviews are destructive. Whereas his worldviews, the support of Donald Trump, the support of an administration that treats non-whites and everyone else as second-class citizens, and I can't, I'm not going to deal with that. Now, 
Every day for the past year or so, this friend, who I will keep nameless for anonymity's sake, would just send me text or articles or video links that he believed brought disrepute to causes like the Black Lives Matter movement and how, quote, his words, the liberal mob, end quote, has gone too far. He denied the existence of systemic racism and problems in the police state, despite the unavoidable evidence that exists and the readily available the the readily availability of that information <clears throat> in the technological age and every fucking conversation we would have he would always start and it would be a conversation about fucking Donald Trump and eventually like a few weeks ago I just eventually said dude I'm sorry but you're supporting a fucking white supremacist and there's just no way around that. That's just the reality. And he being, like, I thought, like a critically thinking, well-read, well-cultured individual said, Oh, no way, man. He's not a racist. And then I sent, like, an entire anthology of Trump's racism from the 1970s until, like, five minutes ago. So, like, in the 70s, he would refuse to rent to blacks. He was being sued by the Justice Department. He would hide African-American employees at his casino to appease white customers. The fucking list is endless, and if you're listening to this, I'm sure you fucking know that. So... At first, he said, oh, no way, man, LOL, he's not racist, and I sent him this whole big thing, and, like, after, like, he knew it, he's like, oh, come on, man, all politicians are a little bit racist, but, you know, even then, like, Trump can't be a racist, he dated a black girl a long time ago, and he's the most pro-Israel president we've ever had. Um, there's a lot to unpack there. Um, first off... Dating a black person isn't a fucking exempt card from being racist. Uh, secondly, fuck Israel. Thirdly, fuck Israel again. Literally none of that made any goddamn sense. Israel being the second greatest purveyor of terrorism, second to the fucking United States, the assaults that it wages against Palestine, getting all of their guns from us. And then, so, I finally, like last week... Donald Trump retweeted a white man in a retirement community screaming white power at Black Lives Matter protesters. And within the same day, <clears throat> in the same breath, he called Black Lives Matter, quote, a symbol of evil, end quote. And I sent him that. And I was like, all right, dude, like, here's all the fucking evidence you need if you didn't fucking figure it out by now. He said, oh, that's just Trump trying to disrupt the news cycle and distract everyone. Plus, like, we, we, we have to admit, Black Lives Matter has kind of gotten out of hand and they've proven their point. Fucking excuse me, motherfucker. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You get to say when you think uh, the black community has exhausted their grievances. All right, the racism in that statement in and of itself... <clears throat> is I could unpack that for a couple hours, but I'm trying to keep this brief. Like, you could literally see him going down the rung of the ladder of excuses, just 
throwing shit at the wall and seeing if anything stuck. And I eventually just said, dude, are you fucking kidding me? Like, you actually believe that fucking bullshit? And then I sent him, like, peer-reviewed article after peer-reviewed article about Trump's blatant and overt racism, his sexism, his fascism, transphobia, homophobia. And all he said was, like, oh, well, if Biden's president, he's going to try to limit the amount of magazines I can have in my guns. And, like, that's really all I care about. And it's like, all right, like, that settles it. If all you give a fuck about is how many rounds you can fire in a minute and you don't give a fuck that kids, that children are dying in concentration camps, ICE detention centers, if that's where your priorities are, then, like, go fuck yourself, man. Like, honestly, go fuck yourself. And we also had several arguments about COVID-19 and about, like, indisputable medical facts, which he obviously, <clears throat> as you could guess, dismissed as a paranoid liberal hoax. And he went on this tirade about how masks are a violation of his freedoms, and we already gave the hospitals enough time to get ready. Like, what the actual fuck? How can you have such little concern for those who are immunocompromised and the most susceptible to the fatal element of the disease that you can't even be fucking bothered to wear a small mask over your dumb fucking face when you shop for fucking groceries. Like, where do you go when somebody denies actual scientific facts and has no regard for vulnerable members in our society? There's just no nowhere else to go after that. So the last conversation we had, I told him, I was like, look, you can vote however you want based on whatever justification you want. If you want to vote for your guns, fine. But here's the thing. You're also voting for a man who's locked up over 70,000 children in concentration camps, a man who's bragged about raping women, a man who glorifies white power and demonizes people fighting for freedom, for equality, to stop being murdered by the police. And look, if you want more magazines on your gun, then you get this with it. And if that's how you're going to cast your vote, then I'm done here. And he obviously called me a member of the liberal mob. I called him a white supremacist. It was a real productive dialogue, which being called part of a mob group think by someone who aligns themselves with Trump. I'm not even going to begin to try to make sense of that. Look, there's never been an excuse for harboring bigoted beliefs, especially in the technological information age. And you don't need to wear a Klan robe and scream racial slurs at minorities to be a racist. It's become a lot more subtle and a lot more nuanced today. Supporting a political party or a candidate who denies the rights of any minority is an absolute and undeniable indicator of bigotry. Shouting, all lives matter, when somebody tells you that black lives matter is a perfect example. If you deny the reality and refuse to try to understand the experience of somebody who has lived a different and much more challenging life than you, when just by the color of your skin you have the extreme privilege in our society, and you refuse to acknowledge that and you refuse to try to learn another perspective, then you're part of the goddamn problem. And furthermore, the most apparent point of contention in my friendship with this person was that he, being a member of the army, was 
and it ended up getting canceled, but still, uh, being part of the army, he was like his platoon was, um, was called to quash the protest in Washington, DC. And that was the moment where it became extraordinarily apparent that we are literally on the opposite sides of a war. And make no mistake, this is a war. It's not a war against black and white. Absolutely not. It's a war against the citizens and about the police state. And he made it very clear which side he chose to stand on. And I make it very clear which side I choose to stand on. Like, that was the biggest turning point for me because where we're at in our national climate, 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 climax, what the fuck am I saying? Yeah, It's kind of like when uh, Lindsay Lohan said gruel in Mean Girls. She's trying to say great and cool, except I just don't know how to say words and I have no excuse. Uh, but yeah, to make the deliberate choice to join the side of the oppressor against those who are fighting for freedom, exercising their First Amendment right in the largest civil rights movement this nation has ever fucking seen, that intentional decision is extremely disturbing to me. And for the longest time, I had just continued the friendship because A, it was convenient, and B, I thought it was my way of avoiding the echo chamber of my own thoughts and the thoughts of those parallel to mine. It would have been like the looking glass to the other side, you know? But as it happens, I wasn't really missing anything because the other side, based on what I got from him and what I researched based on the people that he got his information from, it's just willful ignorance, it's bigotry, and it's endless greed. So yeah, I don't fucking need to know the other side. I'm pretty fucking sure I know what it is. <clears throat> so, after thorough and extensive deliberation, I just ended up blocking him. Which is a weird thing to do, because you kind of gotta be like, Oh, well, I got the Instagram, I got the phone, oh fuck, Facebook, I gotta do Facebook too. Like, oh fuck, Twitter, Snapchat, no, I don't have Twitter and Snapchat. LinkedIn, can he contact me on LinkedIn? No, I don't have a LinkedIn. And I'm not worried about like being harassed, like he's not that kind of person, but it's just like, I'm done with it. I don't need to engage further, which... Blocking, I felt sort of guilty about it first because I thought that ending a 10-year relationship warranted some type of conversation. But I talked to about a half a dozen different friends on how to approach it. And the unanimous consensus was that it was too far gone to be salvaged in any type of meaningful way and that a conversation would only serve to generate more distress and it's best to just cut the cord and move on. And... Look, am I saying to end every relationship you have that have disagreements? No, that's not at all what I'm saying. We need to do what serves us. And if certain relationships just cause our blood to boil whenever they talk or whenever we, with every conversation we have with them and it distracts you from living a more meaningful life, then maybe it's time to cut it off. We can all have disagreements. But if equal rights is important to you, then a relationship where the other party is sympathetic to parties and persons who weaponize racism, fascism, homophobia, transphobia, xenophobia, etc., then you'll probably feel much better disposing of that relationship no matter how long you've been in it. 
And not all relationships are designed to last forever. Some definitely have expiration dates in the same vein that we outgrow our clothing. Sometimes we outgrow people, and that's fine. And look, I'd be lying if I said that I felt proud for ending this friendship. Like, I don't feel proud about it. It fucking hurts. Like, this is someone who was in my life a lot, even if it wasn't good in any type of way toward the end of it. But I don't have a single doubt in my mind that I made the decision that makes the most sense for me and where I'm currently at in my life and where I'm going. And just to be clear, it's not my intention to speak ill of this individual. He's a good person to the people in his personal sphere, but my personal values and worldviews contrasted from his so vastly that it just made any type of functioning relationship become totally impossible. And he's extremely well-read, he's extremely well-traveled, which made it more alarming for me that he allowed himself to sink into this state where reason and critical thought are compromised. Because even though we'd never agreed on anything, like at least he'd be able to cite his sources and he'd be able to fucking just, you know, defend his positions, but like, that's just not there anymore. Like, he fucking reblogs shit from the president's sons. Like, just these propagandist memes of fucking bullshit and it's like oof as soon as i saw that i was like all right like that's how deep into the fucking hole you are that you're like reblogging shit from his family like dude that's just fucking gross like that's insane to me and you know any relationship that i've ever ended i've always wished the person well and i want them to have the best possible life And, you know, like, I just want people to do better. Like, I want myself to do better. I want him to do better. I want everybody to do better. And I know I can. I know everybody can. But some of us have, uh, you know, we're not all in the same place. And look, there isn't one, there isn't like a one size fits all way to handle every single relationship. But if you're an advocate for freedom and justice and you have people in your life who stand against that, I think it's probably going to cause you a great deal of irrevocable grief and distress. And nobody ever has any obligation to end a relationship, just like nobody ever has any obligation to stay in one. The most important metric to assess our relationships by is how they make us feel. And if our values, our morals, and our lifestyles are compatible with theirs. And where you stand determines where you go from there. Thank you for listening. I hope I provided some type of insight if you're also in a comparable situation. I know nowadays there's a lot of this type of thing coming out of the woodwork for a lot of different reasons, but I appreciate you bearing with me. appreciate you taking uh, like 20 minutes of your time to listen to me talk when there's a lot of other options out there, when there's all these other podcasts, there's Netflix, Hulu, there's billions of dollars of research teams designed and allocated to figure out how to win your attention. So the fact that you allocated a little bit of that, even to me, like it goes a long way and I'm really grateful for it. And yeah, um, it's a hard time out there and, uh, just stay safe, stay sane and, uh, love y'all take care and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.